0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, the home of all things Latix. Joining me in the studio today, we've got the main man, Mr Worthington. How are you doing? I'm very well,
1: thank you. And we've got Mr Pendlebury. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad, thanks. I'm not too bad. How are you, Simon? I'm not too bad. Right, should we delve into the
0: um the Swindon game? Should we get that out of the way and then move on to potentially some better, better things. Better things lie ahead, eh? The Sheridan Derby. What a game it was. One-nil to Swindon. Possession. We had so much more possession, 68% to their 32. Shots 97. But the most telling stat of them all is that we had no shots on targets. We had more corners, but didn't make them pay. Foul's pretty even. Two yellows. And interestingly, Swindon had Conroy sent off on 65 minutes, and we're down to ten men. But we didn't make them pay. But let's go back into the to the well to the first goal, really. Barry ball in from Matty Palmer, headed straight at Jamie Jones, who saves it. Comes out to Pittman, who puts the ball away. Talk us through that.
2: A comedy of errors, I think it's called, isn't it? It was a good crossing from Matty Palmer. We didn't see him do too many of those in his time with us. Initially, I thought it was offside from the cross, but looking at the stills from the game, it was definitely onside at that point. Uh, tilt ball watch didn't get off the ground over his head. Left his left his marker. Edder as he headed the ball. Brett Pitt, uh, Pittman was was offside, uh, but it was a it was a nothing header. It hit the floor, bunched up. Jimmy Jones covered it. We thought, here we go, just drop on it, Jamie, the next thing, the ball's up in the air as he spilt it. Pittman cut miss from, from a yard out with the ball hitting him. We were on the forehead, into the back of the net. Arms went aloft to, to no avail. And we were 1-0 down and we never got back. And that was that. It was
0: awful. We'll come to performances in a moment. Adam, what what was lacking last night? Obviously, apart from, from a goal um, in our favour. but uh,
1: Well, it was... It was an, a very odd performance really. Um, like you said, the goal could have been stopped in a number of ways, at lots of different stages, including by the match officials. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame one particular person. I think there's a, quite a few who could be at fault for that. But as a whole, I don't think we started with enough intensity. I thought we looked too relaxed in a way. Th- we didn't pass the ball quick enough. We didn't pass it in the right areas. Uh, players that you would have expected better of. Uh, Deriche looked awful. Pierce didn't look his usual self. Tilt wasn't wasn't impressed with him last night. Um, I thought Wooden had an okay debut. Merry, I think he was a bit unlucky to get taken off. I thought he played okay. We just didn't seem to be able to play to our strengths like we normally do. You know, like kind of getting that getting that ball to say Gardner on the left, like little one twos with Pierce. Um, Strikers getting into, you know, in front of them. It just stunk of a performance of really disjointed performance where, they, you know, the player, they didn't, there were no patterns of play. They didn't look like they really knew what they were doing. I think it's just an example of where you are when you've made so many changes, really, to the to the personnel. There's very little that you can take from that as a positive, apart from the fact we didn't lose 5-0.
0: There's, there's been a lot of criticism of players on social medias overnight since since the uh, since the game. Obviously, we tweeted about, what you know, would there be any changes that you'd make for Saturday? And that's something we'll come to later in the podcast. But there have been one or two players who have been targeted as poor performance, letting letting the side down, not just once, but over a couple of times. Barry, what's your take on what's been said on social media in, in general?
2: What I'll say about Latics players at this current, Moment in time in private is different to what I'm going to say in public. There is no way publicly I would absolutely, I would demonise any of those players. I would not do it because the club, we're depending so much on on how they've they've been throughout this process. You know, we, we know they're not the best players in the world. There's mistakes there. We know that. We are where we thought we'd be. We're in the bottom four. We're scratching to stop in the division it's looking very likely that we're going to drop. But we know this, we know the squad, we know what capabilities that squad's got. So I don't want to start picking players out individually in public. I'll have a whinge in a moan off the record with people about certain individuals, but that's it. I don't want to do it in public. And some people, I think, are pretty pretty quick to jump, jump on the back of players one week and then the week after, the are in them. I don't. I don't really want to say much more on it because apart from, I'll, I'll talk about the, the performance of the team. But individually, I'd rather not say in, in public uh, because I think we should get behind them. If we criticise them, it's not going to do the club any good. You know, in the long run, because we've seen what happens to players' confidence as it drops, and we don't want to be doing that either. That's a, that's another negative way forward for me. You no, know, I don't know if you was going to come in and say something similar to that, Adam. Uh, that's my feelings on it. What I say in private is in private, and I, I don't want to castigate any players in public. And I'm sorry for rambling on a little bit, though. That's that's my thought. You
0: no, know, I, I think I, you know, I I echo what you say, Barry. And it's kind of we've got to be grateful for the players that are here, haven't we? Like you say, we all have a we we'll all have a moan and a whinge in the background, don't we? Kind of thing about you know things that we don't see. Someone might make a a poor challenge or not get gets the ball, that kind of thing. But I think when it's in a public domain, it's, it's a bit different, isn't it? And we know these players, they do use social medias. And to be singling out players,
1: it, it's not good, is it? Yeah, sorry. I'll just, I've got a memory now going back for just before. It might have not have been just before because maybe October time that I'm sure I'm right in saying Gavin Massey had to come off social media because of some of the criticism that he'd been getting. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm happy to say this, and I'm not bothered if people are listening. You know, if people are giving if people are giving lots of personal criticism uh, of our players in a public forum in a situation like this, it's disgraceful. And you know, I, I will happily, cut, you know, I'll say it wasn't a great performance last night by X, Y, and Z. That, that's you know that that's normal, but. You know, actually singling people out, giving them abuse is going way too far. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, I think the attitude of some of these has been fantastic, you know, and the epitome of that. And I will go on to this later. But like if they've all got a similar attitude to Otterbar, who was like saying that I want to come back and help this club and help them get out of this. You know, those players, the ones who've come in, I'm sure would have had other offers. But there was something about this club that they wanted to come in and do, do a job. And that's good enough for me at the moment. And if they have a bad game, yeah, you can tell people they have a bad game. I didn't mind being told when I had a bad game, which was every week usually. But, but the the point of the matter is you can't be saying stuff like these players are not trying, they're not interested because that is absolutely ridiculous. They're all trying the very best at the moment in a very difficult situation. And let's give them a bit of time as well. Let's give them a bit of time because, you know, some players haven't played for a long time. Look at Gardner, Gardner improved so much after he got into back to playing again. Will Keane improved so much after he got games under him? I know we haven't got lots of time, but you know, let's at least give them more than two games. Come on, you know, give them a bit of a.
2: Last last hour, when you look at it, objectively. There was a, a, a new centre half purring again with uh, Tilton Wooten. There was a new, new centre midfield purring with Murray and Ojo. The, the strike force was playing in different positions than what they have been previously. So it, it, the team have been shuffled shuffled again. And I know Richardson and Riyok and, and Frankie bunner try trying to you know, get, get the performances on the pitch right and get us points in the bag. But it's difficult. It's, it, it is difficult. And something else, I've been talking today to a Wimbledon supporter, and he was telling me about they've signed Darnell Johnson, which we'll come to later, well, I remember when he first came along, he got injured straight away because he was, you know, I think he did two or three games and then he was out for, for three or four due to, due to a soft tissue injury. You know, these players are coming in and they've not had a lot of game time. And, uh, you know, we've got to be worried of them picking injuries up as well, especially with the weather, the way it is at the moment. It's just, uh, just give them a bit of time. Like, like the, the, the lad says, let them
1: gel. Let Latix gel. Anything else, Adam, you want to throw in on that? I don't like coming out of a game with no positives at all because you know me, i missed a positive, but I just struggled last with last night. I think the only thing I would say is, just going back to what I said before, is the fact that if, if it's still kind of feeling the same way after the next three games, then I'm seriously worried about going down. At the moment, I'm putting it down to um, new players getting sort of accustomed to the way that we are playing. Uh, I do know that we've got some quality in that squad. Have we got enough of it? Who knows? But you know, I'm not giving up on us yet. And 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 despite despite that defeat last night, there's always a club worse off. And last night, you know, Bristol Rovers got humiliated, didn't they? At Accrington. And you know, they're a club who are near the bottom as well. So none of the others are ripping up trees, are they, as well. So if we can just get something going, and I trust Richardson and I trust Riha. And 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 to be honest, if they get us out of this, then I know I've said this before and you laughed at me, but for me, bigger achievement than the FA Cup.
2: Just, just a, a couple of things for last night. The performance was, was, was dire. There's no two ways. You can't, you can't dress it up any other way. And the other thing is, what on earth are those short corners all about? You two <laughs> centre-halves going up the pitch and we're taking short corners and knocking it back to the halfway line. I, ju- I-, I can't understand that at all.
1: Can I tell you something that's even worse about it last night? There was a short corner taken where the worst part of the pitch was. So you're actually putting the ball into that bit on that side that was absolutely terrible. It's like It's like basically saying, let's make it as difficult as we possibly can to cross the ball into the box. How many opportunities do you get to cross the ball into the box free? Best, I'm not saying never use a short corner. There are times for them. Uh, I, I seem to remember the Sean Maloney one wasn't a bad one.
2: Yes, but, you know, I, yes I remember that. Uh,
1: let, let's play percentages, I think. Let's just get that ball <clears throat> should we? Shall we move on to something a bit
0: more positive for a bit, boys? Transfers. <laughs> We've had we've had a the transfer window was slammed shut, um, and we brought in a number of players. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say a player, and Barry and Adam, you're going to take it in turns. Just give me your opinions on the play. So Barry will come to you first. Uh, Wooten in from Plymouth. Wooten,
2: as uh, Asharton pronounced it as well. Scott Wooten. Uh, I like what he said on the uh, <clears throat> on his interview. He, he said he's a leader on the pitch. Maybe he's been brought in to to skipper the team. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of having your goalkeeper as your club, as your captain out on the pitch. So maybe that's why Wooten's been brought in, a bit of a leader out there. Last night, again, you know, he he, he made his debuts. His terrible conditions. New pairing at centre half. The rest of the team didn't play well. It's hard to judge. Uh, let's 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 see what what will the coming weeks bring with him. Uh, hopefully. You know, he, he can be a little bit of a rock at the back there for us. That's what I'm hoping. Anyway,
0: uh, Adam Curtis Tilt returns on loan again. What's your thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, I was I was pleased when he came back. I thought he did okay first time he was here. To be honest, he I thought his experience helped us a lot because he he was often playing with Long or Orby. Didn't have a great game last night, but I think he was prone he was prone to it when he was here last time. He you know he might have one bad one in five, but. If he has that for the rest of the season, then you know we're laughing really. So yeah, I'm happy with I'm happy with him coming back here. Okay, Barry Zach Clough from Nottingham Forest.
2: Bag's a potential winner from his time up at Orich, what he did there. He, he was highly sought after. we were interested in signing him at one point. He ended up going to to Forest. it was rumoured to be five, but it's turned out it was three million, but still an FTF. It looks like his career's gone a little bit off track. So it's about giving him game time and getting him back in. I, th- I thought last night he didn't do too badly. Uh, he run with the ball when he had the opportunity to, to do so. Heavy pitch though. And I think he had one of our few shots, didn't he, from outside the box as well. He had a bit of a crack, he went past past the post.
0: That's fair enough. Um,
1: Adam Funzo Ojo from Aberdeen. I have to say I don't, didn't know a lot about him before we came. Obviously I'm Watched the interviews and um, he's an experienced midfield player. Uh, we've obviously lost. We lost Palmer. Do need some experience in that midfield. Last night, again, like Barry said, with the Wooten signing, it's difficult to judge them on the basis of last night. He seemed like he was happy to get on the ball, uh, which is good to saw that confidence that you get on the ball. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to judge him after one one game.
0: Fair enough, Barry. Back to you, Tendai Derikwa from Nottingham Forest right back. We've spoken about him a few times over the last couple of weeks, haven't we?
2: An excellent debut game from him, but it's it's beginning to show that he's not had a lot of game time that we knew about in the last couple of years. His performances have dipped somewhat. Uh, whether that's you know, I, I think it is. It's down down probably down to a bit of fatigue. It's just a pity that, he's, you know, he's playing two games a week and he's not having a bit of a rest in between build his fitness up. But he looks a decent player. I think he'd, he'd, a dry pitch would suit him better than, like, the conditions we've had for the past couple of weeks as well. So, yeah, I, I, I like him. I do. Yeah, I like what I've seen.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Right, Adam, we had uh, the confirmation, and you've alluded to it before, Viv Solomon-Otterbore uh, will be staying on for the remainder of the season.
1: For me, that was the one. Um, now, who knows how he's going to come back from the injury? But for me, if he gets back to anything like he was before he got injured, we were starting to I think he played, I think he played in probably our two best results of the season at Portsmouth and at home to Doncaster. You know, I haven't seen many better uh, attacking wide players in the division this season it comes with a good pedigree anyway a friend of mine the Blackpool fan liked him when he was at Blackpool so even before he signed for us I was quite pleased so yeah delighted with that really pleased that he's coming back and as soon as he's fit for me is his first name on the team sheet Bob on um, uh, George Johnston Barry
2: again an impressive debut for us I think he found himself a little bit unfortunate end up on the bench last night I know we, we got tatered at Blackpool but was a lot of that game down to him. I don't think so. He he looks solid. Got a good peg on him. Left peg, young as well. Maybe you know if if we can survive this season, it could be one that we could bring him in our permanent. I, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I I wouldn't say no to that. Very strong, good,
1: left footed.
0: Yep, good, good defender. Very good defender. Uh, Corey Whelan, Adam.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, I think the game at Blackpool, if you're looking at obviously lose 5 nil, you, you're always going to have a quick look at your defence, aren't you? But, uh, or your goalkeeper, even, on occasions. But he didn't have a great game against uh, Blackpool. It's hard because he's got a good pedigree again, hasn't he? Um, I would like. I don't know whether, whether he can also play as a right-back. If he can, then I think he's a good utility signing. Personally, I think he's going to be more of a cover player, uh, for the right-back position and centre-back position. I don't see him starting many games for us, in, in my view, uh, though he might start on Saturday at right-back potentially because, as Barry's already said, the eco looks uh, a bit leggy, to say the least, last night.
0: Right, we raided Rotherham again and we've brought in a striker in the shape of Jamie Proctor.
2: I, I'm sure he pl- he's played against us on, on a return from an injury and scored. I might be mistaken. I've not checked it out. It he, he, he does ring a bell with me, that. that uh, does it with you, Adam? Can, can you remember that at the place?
1: You're right, yeah. one Was it not a 1-1 draw at Rotherham?
2: Yeah, he scored the goal. It was a cracking goal as well. Yeah, yeah. He, uh,
1: he, he, he was a fire to... that game. Yeah, I remember him coming through at, at Preston. It was a good... Good young player at Preston, you know, he was um, he was well sort of touted to, you know, go on to bigger things, um, you know, he was certainly well known around the town. People put his stats up there, but, you know, stats are not everything, sometimes you can just fall into the right right club, but as far as I'm aware, I remember Stuart Barlow's stats, I don't think were absolutely fantastic. When he signed for Wigan, but it was it was a perfect club for him, it just fitted him. Just a point on Proctor. Um I didn't go to this game, but the Carabao Cup first
0: round we played Rotherham in 2018 and we lost
1: 3-1. You got a brace that day. I was there, yeah. I was there. Yes. That might be where
2: I'm remembering him from then. That that game tough. rather. We should check this out really, shouldn't we? Have our uh, facts with us. <laughs> Come on, do some research next.
0: Um, the, other, the other player that we had back in was Callum Lang, obviously uh, just returned from loan and we've spoken at length about uh, in the past about how good it is to have him back. There's been a few players leaving, Ollie Crankshaw has gone to Bradford, uh, Adam what do you make of that one?
1: Well first of all, uh, good luck to him, uh, I don't think it's a bad club to go to, I think they're also on the up at the moment, they've been on a re- decent run Bradford, it's a big club. I was disappointed because I was looking at it last night thinking he could have come on and done something. You know, I think he's done all right for us. But obviously with all this stuff about the administration, you squad size, I feel sorry for Bo. I feel sorry for him. And I'm sure you'll go on to the next guy in a moment. Because for me, you know, they're, they're good young players. You know, they're, they're, they're well brought up. You know, I know he wasn't directly through our youth, but he's played in our... Very successful 23s, hasn't he? So, good luck to him, but it's a bit sad because quite a lot of them are going now, aren't they, these young players? So, I, I well, do feel a bit a bit sad for that.
0: They are indeed. Um, and another one who's made a move to a League Two club, Barry, is Charlie Jolly.
2: Yeah, he, he looked lively against Liverpool, didn't he, when we played them earlier this season? Uh, we've seen him playing for the under-23s when we've been down there watching. Yeah, just good luck.
1: Good luck to him on that one as well. Quickly, um, I think it's going to help him because he's played with a very experienced, good player who's you know really done well for his career. Uh, David Nugent signed for Tranmere, so I'm sure that will help his development. And you know, I, for me, I think there's a lot of our players if they don't make careers with Wigan, I think they'll. Make, I think most of them will be football league players because they've just been well schooled and they're good, good, good players. They've got the right attitudes. Uh, and some are obviously going to go on to better things, like some have already done. And every one of those that does it is another tick for the academy. And, and I think when we look at the ownership model, I think these are the case studies that we've got to we've got to push for that 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 the new owners retain this academy because it, it's so fruitful at the moment.
0: Laurie, I'm going to come to you first on these next four, um, and then Adam, obviously you you come in afterwards. But uh, Emi Karobi, Joe Piggott, Patrick Weber. And Divan Beningame uh, were all released by club, obviously to free up places. Barry, but uh, what what your thoughts on those four making exits?
2: Of those four, the we've seen Obi in in the in the first team, but did he do well enough to make you think? You know, he, he's going to come in and push on. I don't know. As for the other three, Beningame again, I, I've seen him play in the under-23s uh, I've seen him play in the first team a couple of times and he's he looks a bit lost in the first team to be honest so I, I'm not surprised I mean they were taught that Obi was going to be released last summer maybe it's just a, like a natural conclusion this to be honest with with, with those with those
1: uh, players so
0: Adam anything you'd like to add into that? Not really
1: I think just agree with Barry
0: Right then there's been a video circulating on social medias uh, regarding Sean Dyche and lookalikes. So, Barry, we've sent you off on a little task to do some research of lucky likes. Have you managed to come up with any?
2: Right, you've sent me off on, on, on a on a task on what was my idea, and I asked you to think of some. Yeah, yeah I can obviously... Tell from that statement, you've not done any. I've picked two out. I've picked a, a, a recent one and one for the older guys and girls. The recent one, Anthony Robinson. So, who's Anthony Robinson's looky like? I thought it from the day we, we signed him. He does look like someone out of a boy band, but Jedi. Does he look like Jedi? Jermaine Jenner's.
0: Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. And one for the older, older, older lads. Alan, spelt with an e, A W L E N. Alan Tankard. Now, if you've ever seen yeah. Stingray, Troy Tempest, just stick a flat cap on his head and a pair of headphones, and you got... know
1: Alan Tankard. But I don't know the other guy. I don't no idea what the other one you're talking
2: about. Oh. <laughs> ah,
0: well, Google um, it. Any of the listeners, if they've got any others, they can drop them in the comments, and uh, we'll have a look, see if we can agree. Or disagree with them. But uh, good work, Barry. Good work. Should we move on to AFC Wimbledon? Uh, we play them this week. The rearranged... Oh, it's not the rearranged fixture, is it? it this is the um, the actual fixture this Saturday. We've still got the rearranged game to come. And, Barry, do you want to kick us off with the world-renowned Refwatch?
2: This week, I feel like I'm, I'm doing a bit of car repairing with the, the Ains manual, because we've got Andy Haynes in charge he is from Sunderland, he's refereed 20 games this season, 48 yellows, three reds and awarded four penalties. He's refs us already our 6-1 home victory over Liverpool under-23s in the Papa John Freight Rover Auto Windshield Leyland Daff Trophy. He's refereed Wimbledon one time previously and that was last season in their away trip to Blackpool. You know, hopefully he is uh, a good omen for us on our own turf and we can put in another stellar performance like we did last time he was in town, Andy Ains.
0: Adam, who's your guest this week?
1: Yeah, well, we've got a brilliant uh, uh, Wimbledon fan, which is Mr Ray Armfield. So we're going to hand over to him live from Plow Lane. Okay, my name's Ray
3: Armfield. I've been a Wimbledon fan
1: since nineteen
3: seventy-one. Um, I have been a Don's Trust board member about uh, ten or twelve years ago, and I'm currently one of the Match Day Program editors. Yeah, our season so, so far, I think it promised a lot. Um, I think in the summer the signings looked fairly good, and we got off to a reasonable start. I think we were eighth or ninth at one point, but then well, I can't quite put my finger on why the sort of wheels fell off a bit and. You know what our current form's like. It's two, two points from the last possible 33. And really, with that sort of form, no no manager's going to survive that. To be fair to Glyn Glenn Hodges, I think we gave him a, a fair crack of the whip. But I think last Saturday's game, the second half of that even showed someone like me that he probably wasn't the man to, to turn things around. So I think a change was necessary. I think it's still very early days to think about... Um, a new permanent boss. As you say, the mention of Emma Hayes in the in the press yesterday, And I think really that's, that's all it was, is an um, interesting one. Obviously, she's very high up in the elite women's game at um, Chelsea. And in terms of the resources that she has to sort of play with, it would be very difficult coming to a club like us in the men's game. So that's my only sort of doubt about that. I'm sure she's a very good coach, but whether she'd have the skill set to move over to the men's game in the situation that we find ourselves in i'm not sure i'm not sure what we'd offer package-wise to any, any potential candidate but if money was reasonably no objects my preference would be danny cowley with uh, glenn going the day prior to the window ending we weren't thinking about doing much business on the deadline day itself i think we brought in three new players in january a new keeper in sam walker he was a a replacement for Connell Truman, who was a uh, lonely from from Birmingham, who didn't seem to do much wrong, but he was sort of only just six foot and wasn't the most vocal keeper. Going, Sam Walker, six foot six, and meant to be a bit more vocal. He didn't have a great game last night, but let's let's see how he goes. And obviously, we brought in somebody that you know well in Darnell Johnson. He's had a couple of games for us so far, looked okay. Uh, we play three centre-backs all the time, so he's going to fit in well there, hopefully. Glenn Hodges' parting gift to us was the signing of a local non-league striker in Corey Andrews from Kingstonian. I'm not too sure whether he's one for the future or not, but I'm not sure he's going to be plunged straight into a relegation battle, so maybe next season for him. So Other than that, we need to work with what we've got now. Well, I suppose the obvious one to go for is Joe Piggott, because... You know, usually if if he doesn't score, we don't score. I'm half surprised there's been no movement for him during the transfer window. But uh, he's out of contract in the summer and we do have a tendency to let strikers contracts run down. We've lost Adiak in Tom Elliott, Lyle Taylor, all for nothing over recent years. And he he looks like probably joining the list. Other than that, we've got a few homegrown lads coming through, particularly um, a good attacking midfielder called Jack Rudoni. Um he got his first senior goal recently. I think he's he's certainly one to keep an eye on and he will go on to bigger and better things. Formations wise we we seem to be wedded to three three five two and sometimes five three two when we're playing ultra cautious. Yeah, we've got like six or seven centre backs on the book, so we are a bit sort of stuck playing that and maybe not that well stocked with orthodox fullbacks. So I think we're sort of pushed into that situation now. Whether our new caretaker manager, Mark Robinson, might shake things up against you on Saturday, I'm not sure. But yeah, three, three, five, two is sort of how we tend to line up. I think it's two, I wouldn't say desperate teams, but teams who certainly need the points, um, and certainly need to get out of the bottom four if at all possible. I'm hoping we maybe get a bit of a, a new, a new manager bounce. Um, so I'll probably sit on the fence and say one, one. I can't see us keeping a clean, clean sheets anyway.
1: Yeah well that was uh sort of quite quite interesting. Uh, he's obviously not been in great form sat in the manager. Um the one player that stands out I think is uh, probably the best known player is Pigott um probably because of that cut run they went on a couple of years ago. I think he scored he's got a hat trick or a couple against West Ham. He's a good player. 11 goals this season. Yeah, they're a funny funny club aren't they because obviously they've come where they've come from. Um they were on the up, weren't they, year after year after year, and now they've kind of levelled out, sort of, haven't they? But they're doing doing—they're they're holding their own. They're similar to us. They've still got a fighting chance of staying in the division. And Saturday is crucial. You know, he's gone for a draw. I think – I don't think that's enough for us at the moment where we are, confidence-wise. So he might be happy with a draw, but I don't think I would be. No, no.
0: Previously, we've played AFC Wimbledon 12 times. We've won four, drawn three, lost five times. The last time out was on the 28th of April, 2018, and it was Latics one, Wimbledon one. Michael Jacobs with the 69th minute goal after Piggott scored after 24 minutes. The team that day, and it'll hurt this one because of some cracking, it was a cracking team, Christian Walton in goal, Nathan Byrne, Dan Byrne, Che Dunkley, and Callum Elder in defence. Max Power, Sammy Morsey, Michael Jacobs, Gary Roberts, uh, Ryan Colcliffe in midfield, and Will Grigg up front. Three players who came on that day. Nick Powell, James Vaughan, Jamie Walker came on.
1: And Ooh, on the bench, lovely. we still
0: had we still had Jamie Jones, Alex Bruce, David Perkins, and Gavin Massey. What do you take for them back, eh? Uh, yeah,
1: just Bar- that just, uh, I think that was the last home game of the season because I seem to remember the, um, them doing the lap of honour. And I think that point was important because it made our task easier then going to Doncaster to go and win the league. Yeah. Didn't, we didn't need to do as much at Doncaster, even though we ended up winning anyway.
0: Barry, would you see any changes to the starting eleven uh, this weekend? We'll come to you first and then obviously Adam saying... Con- uh, question to you. Any
2: chances to start 11 the formation at all? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely change it something round. I was just wondering if uh, I know Viv Solomon Ottobar has said that he's going to be fit for the weekend, whether we'll see him get a start. I don't know whether you throw him in, in the mix for an hour or bring him on after, say, 65, 70 minutes, you know, one or the other. Uh, it would be good to see him back on the pitch again. Proctor will pro- probably feature. You know, he could come in and, and go up front. I'd definitely change it around a little bit. Not forgetting we've got another game on Tuesday, you know, so they've got to be managed. Got to be managed well, these lot.
0: Absolutely. Adam, what the same question to yourself about the team selection and formation.
1: I think I talked to Barry about this. I don't know if it was uh, if it was actually on the pod itself or off, as they say, off camera, but I I don't know if we're set up at the moment to maybe go for a three three centre backs. Um uh maybe go tilt, Wooton. I've got to get used to calling him Wooten. <laughs> Tilt Wooten and Johnston. And then left wing back, Pierce, which would clearly suit him. And oh, I don't know, maybe Dorica, depending on how he comes through, but also uh, potentially the other guy, I've now forgotten his name. Boris. <laughs> that's the one, yeah. yeah, Forrest. Yeah. Um, and then probably a three-man midfield, which I would probably say... At the moment, I'd probably go for uh, Ojo, Merritt and Gardner, I think. And then Will Keane behind Callum Lang um, and probably have an impact sub, Clough and Proctor. Because I I think it could be interesting. You could go Proctor instead of Lang, uh, but I think Lang deserves another chance. He got no service at all last night. I know we haven't played that a lot, and Richardson's from the Paul Cook school, and Paul Cook didn't play that a lot, did he? So I don't think we will do, but I just think that that might suit us because I think our midfield has been lost in recent weeks. And I think Tom Pierce, for me, is the best left sided player in the division by a mile. And if we can get him further forward, it, it could bear fruit for us. And, you know, Gardner can get. Gardner can get into the box when needed as well, and and I think Mary can do all that running around, chasing, putting the tackles in, and then Ojo just sits there and you know passes it about and just mm. keeps it solid in front of the in front of the back three. So that that's what I do. But as I said, I that's not to say I don't respect what Leah Richardson does. Whatever he picks, you know I I trust him. He's a he's a great guy. Barry, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, maybe throw fellow Asgard into the mix. You know,
2: give him a start. Like I say, I thought he, I thought he did very well when he came on on uh, Tuesday night. He was a bright spark for us. It was a lovely turn in midfield at one point where he took two of their players out. You know that we're, we're missing that in the team at the moment. I don't think Chris Murray or Afonso Ojo have got that sort of ability in there to you know to set that up that what he did there. And and we need that little bit of guile and creative spark in the midfield to create some chances because when you look at last night, we we and Adam's just alluded to it though, We didn't create anything. There was nothing. There was nothing to get excited
1: about. Uh, and, and well the best the best chance we just it's just a pity was it because we didn't benefit at all from that sending off and he was through wasn't it he? he he was through and you know Keane's good in you know he, he probably would have bagged that if he, if he just stayed on his feet anyway we are we are but yeah with the Asgard one I, I can't disagree with Barrett i'd probably though if he's coming in depends whether you take you take Gardner out or Gardner becomes one of your further back midfielders, and you take you take Mario Aljo out. If you're having a three-man midfield, that's who knows.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll only know come uh, two o'clock on Saturday. Wimbledon have got two points from the last thirty-three available. The last five games, they've uh, lost four and drawn once, scored one, and conceded. Eleven, Adam. How do you see the game going on Saturday?
1: We'll score. Our form's not outstanding either, is it? It's a battle of the two out of form teams. I honestly don't know. You know me; I'm always positive. Have have a look back. Have, have I actually have I actually predicted a defeat this season? I'll have to stick with it. I'm just going to have to stick with my positivity. I'm going to go for a two-one win. Two-one win, Barry. Score for you.
2: Joe Piggott's out for them. They don't score many goals at all, as we can see. Uh, although we're, we're, we concede. But I don't think we'll be conceding on Saturday. Uh, it's, for me, it's going to be a, a frust- very frustrating for both sides. Goalless draw.
0: Goalless draw. I think I think we'll take a 1 0 lead in at half time and it'll stay 1 0 for the game. Well, without further ado, it's a goodbye from me. It's a you know, positive goodbye from us. Up the six.